The Touchdown City Podcast is presented by PropMe. If you'd like to win $100, we'd like to give it to you. Make sure you go over and download the PropMe app. And this week, we'll have a contest for the TCU-West Virginia game. 20 questions. It doesn't cost you a dime to play. Head over to PropMe and get ready for the TCU and West Virginia game. And the winner of the contest will win $100. That's PropMe, a sponsor of the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome into the Wallies and Wimpies Touchdown City Podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio today with Derek Bailey and the GOAT, Mr. Avon Coburn. Cheer! And uh, we appreciate you for checking out the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and also Google Podcasts. West Virginia goes to Austin, Texas yesterday and drops a close one, 17-13. And in front of nobody, didn't even look like they were... Letting hardly anybody in yesterday. It was empty, empty. Well, their yeah. stadium's gigantic. They hold 100,000. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, if you, I mean, you know, you, you got to think of what that's going to look like. Even if it's 25%, they're going to be so spaced out. It doesn't look like it's going to look like he's there. What were they building in the background? Did you see know. them, the cranes and stuff like that? They might be adding seats. That's Yeah, that's what they need. 100,000 yeah. seats and. Need to add 25,000 more. We need we need another fifty. <laughs> Might as well add them if you can sell the tickets. Add them. Hey, yeah. But uh, West Virginia goes down to Austin yesterday and drops one seventeen to thirteen. A lot to talk about today in today's podcast. And uh, that was the tenth meeting between the schools. And West Virginia is now five and five, and actually four and two in Austin, which is kind of shocking. Probably should have been five and one. Yeah. So let's get into it. First and foremost. Every week, what do I usually say? How do you win football games? Avon running the football. You've been paying attention in class. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's been it's been it's crazy to me how close the game was and you know, Lady didn't have 30, 30 carries in that game. You only had fifteen. I, I I don't know how. I mean, I heard he was banged up, but I mean between him and him and uh the other guy, I can't I'll never forget his name. Sinkfield. Sinkfield. They should have had at least forty five carries in a game that's, you know, 13 to, 13 to 17. 26 carries for 67 yards. That's just not going to get it done at any level. No, and I, and I kind of get it. You know, I kind of get it because they knew they were not going to be able to, like, really get off on Texas's defense. They're pretty stacked up front. Yeah, yeah. But you still have to keep them honest a little bit. I don't know if 26, 21 carries is enough to keep them honest. But, I mean, and that's the thing. You have to find a way to run the football in in win the game. Do, do you think Sinkfield's maybe losing a little faith of the coaches because he's he's put it on the turf now three times in two weeks. I know it was on a punt return, but he still put it down again. Mm-hmm. That's the third time in two weeks. I mean, and I noticed he's getting – it seems like he's getting less carries or they may just think Brown's more the guy, which that's fine. But you wonder about that because he has put it down three times in two weeks. I don't think I don't think it's anything with the coaches. I think – um, I, you know, it it happens. You know what I'm saying? It happens. Yeah. And and again, you, I don't think anybody wants to fumble the ball. You know, that's not that's not that's not something that anybody wants to do. I, I do think. Um, I don't know. It's just my opinion. I think they. I think, you know, Letty is the guy. But I, I I really don't. I don't. I didn't see him separate himself. Yeah, he had a couple good games. And and again, if I get the ball that many times. I'm gonna have be- I'm gonna have a better game than the other guy, but I don't think I don't think that's a big deal at all. Um, but getting back to the game, I, I really thought we should have ran the football. I mean, and again, I think the way we run the football, and and that's kind of the scheme. It's it's more. I think we need to stretch them. We got to zone them. We got to zone them when they're that big. You zone them and get them running, and let let the running back pick where he wants to go. I think it was a lot of power, a lot of you know that, that doesn't work when you got guys. Bigger than you up front. Yeah, you're not going to power Texas. I no. mean, they've got probably two guys up front that are going to the, the league. They're probably the most talented team in the Big 12. I mean, I would argue that they have more talent than Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah. And and they're definitely up front. They've got – you know, they're, they're big up front. They're huge. Yeah. Uh, it was a golden opportunity. I thought that was uh, blown. I thought West Virginia should have won this ball game. 
I thought they should have won, you know, maybe not handily, but two I, touchdowns. Well, I least. thought it would be a I thought it would be a wild shootout, like a typical Big Twelve game. But this is exactly so. what West Virginia wanted. They played the game that they needed to play and they came up short. They they blew a golden opportunity yesterday. Yeah, anytime that you, you I always feel like West Virginia is gonna be in trouble whenever the quarterback throws more than forty five times. Yeah. And that's the same thing that happened against Oklahoma State and I believe even at Texas Tech. They threw and, close to 50 times, and, and that's not going to get it it's done. It's crazy to me because the score is so close. I can see if it was like a lot to a little bit. We were in the game the entire time. And, they, I mean, they just – I mean, again, they, they were beating us up up front. I mean, we could not run the football the way as effectively as we wanted to. So, I, I, I get it. I, I get, get it. it, too. I get it, too. But, you know, the formula is to run it, play defense, and then let your quarterback move the chains for you. Um, one thing that's kind of questionable, and let's get into this now – is the the score no scoring in the red zone? Yeah, I mean, I know the the, the analytics and the data says go for it on fourth down and all that funny stuff, but I'm I'm not a subscriber. Sometimes I am, but I wasn't yesterday. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> well, the th- the thing I have the issue with is if you take the field goal when it's seventeen to thirteen on the first fourth down, you take that field goal, you put yourself seventeen sixteen. Even if they come back and score a touchdown, you're still a touchdown and two-point conversion from tying the ball game. Your defense has played extremely well. They hadn't given up any points, no, like they hadn't given up anything in the second half. Kick that field goal. Kick that field goal. That way you put yourself with a field goal, wins the ball game. I, I'm with Anthony. I'm not a big analytics person. If you got a chance to put points on the board, unless it's fourth and like an inch, then I, I can see, you know, I take the points. I'm, so I'm I'm on the other side. I'm I'm not an analytics guy at all, but I do feel um, as as a coach, as former coach, former player, in the in the and it has nothing to do with anything. But when I'm playing, I'm like, coach, let's go for it. You know what I mean? It, it has nothing to do with analytics. I'm like, let's go for it. We got a yard, and and I mean sometimes sometimes things don't work out the way they're supposed to. But I don't think it was a. I, I think he was like, my guys are going to go get it. I believe in my guys, and and. You know, and it was both it, – it wasn't like it was, like, huge – like, it wasn't fourth and five. It was fourth and one, fourth and two, and that's, – That's the other side of the argument. If you can't get a yard, do you deserve to win anyway? <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. But the, you, you, I think, Derek, I, I'm with you on this. You know, you kick it, you go down one. There's, what, five minutes to go. Was, you come out and play defense. It gives you plenty of time to drive the ball, go back down and kick, the, kick one to go ahead. And honestly, I'll be honest with you, whenever we got in that position, I, I instantly at first said, go for it. And then I thought, mm, no, you kick it. I mean, out of my mouth, literally in this room, I said, go for it. And then I was like, I looked at it again. I said, no, 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 kick it. But, you know, the, he believed in it. And here's one thing I will say about Neil Brown. Anybody, you know, you can say what you want about a coach, but I do appreciate this fact about him is the fact that he at least owned it. Yeah. He came out and said it was on me. This It was on me. Mm-hmm. Hindsight, blah, blah, blah. At least he owned it. Hindsight we've had, is always twenty. Yeah, right? always yeah, twenty twenty. But we all. But in the past, we've had coaches that's made every excuse in the book. Right. Why I, this didn't work. And, and sometimes as the head coach, you've you got to stand up front and, you know, like Derek, be 40 and be a man. That's right. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He just turned 40 Friday. Friday. No, I turned I turn 40 actually tomorrow. But tomorrow. We, did, we, we had some birthday dinner. Uh, well, happy Friday, birthday. Well, well, thank happy you. birthday, brother. Thanks, so, guys. I'm, got, I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm a man. <laughs> so, so, speaking of birthdays, I had two of them. Two of them. One, I have a, a three-year-old now, and I have a, a eight-year-old now. Whew. Yeah. How do you even get to watch one minute of a game? I don't. That's they, terrible. They jump on me as much as possible. But, man, happy birthday. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. But getting back to it, man, I'm telling you, like, watching that, and, and that's, this is the one thing that I, that I hate about people <laughs> is, is go for it. Oh, why'd you go for it? And, and I was like, go for it. And I'm like, well, we're going to live and die with it. But then when, when, when we and, – and I'm watching – listen to – not watch. I'm looking at Facebook and people are like, oh, he should have – I'm like, in your mind, I know you was like, go for it, coach. Go get it. If he, gets, if he goes for it, he's a genius. It's, right. It's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's no way to, to, to say – I mean, I, I said kick it from the start. I will be honest. I did not say go for it. Now, had the game been like Oklahoma – 
when you know you're gonna not gonna win with field goals, I'm all for going for that. No, right. no debating, mm-hmm. no debate. And even even like I said, if you can't get a yard, do you deserve to win anyway? Yeah. I mean, that's just it's it's a it's a tough call. That's why he makes the big bucks. He made the call. It didn't work. And he owned it. And yeah, and he he said so, and he moved on. I mean, that's all you can do. Which I appreciate. I appreciate a coach that will at least own the mistakes. And I bet you. And again, I, I feel like in that situation where the the numbers may have said go for it, um, I think the feel of the game didn't say go for it. It, 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 it was, was just a low scoring kind of a slugfest, and that's why I, that's kind of. But I, I was I was the other way. I was like, you know, even though it's a low scoring, I'm like. We go get this, put the, put, put the game away. Like, because they just wasn't – our defense was balling. Well, their defense was bullying our offensive line. <laughs> it That's was, why I didn't feel like it was smart to go The, the points were The points were so few and far between. It was just – it's hard. To, I mean, it, like, it's easy to sit here and second guess. It's easy to do that. I'm not – I mean, I'm like you. Hindsight's twenty twenty, But in a game like that, I was kick the field goal, in my opinion. But – that's all right. He had confidence in his guys. That's fine. I have no issue with it. I appreciate that he came out and said that he owned it, and that's it. That's all you can do. That's it. How about that Texas defensive line, though? How do they? How do they continuously lose? <laughs> I don't know. Those boys. Those boys. They had some big horses up front. Excuse me. So I knew we were going to have a few issues with, um, you know, trying to run the ball. I think going into this game, West Virginia knew. They were going to have trouble um, running the football, but they were they were pretty tough up front. Um, I, I don't, and honestly, I don't know how they lose a lot of games with guys that size up front. I think a scheme, though, a scheme like you can run the football on any team. It doesn't matter, college pro doesn't matter how good they are. If you scheme it the right way, and 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 your running back has you know vision, or if he's if he's tough, depending on how you how you guys scheme it. There's always a way to run the football, in my opinion. This is this is the second straight game, though, that West Virginia has been held under 100 yards rushing. I believe it was like 29 for 97 last week against Texas Tech. Yeah. It seems to be some type of an offensive line issue now. I mean, we knew we had an offensive line struggle with pass blocking. It seems now like the, the run blocking is not as good as it once was. And like you said, the scheme, you have to scheme to run the ball against Texas because they are so big up front. Right. But it's just it, – it's it's a struggle, Uh you know, but hopefully hopefully they can do something about it. Well, one of the issues is, you know, they run a lot of RPO stuff, and, and Daggy just won't keep the ball. He kept he, it. He's no threat. He, so so they, they automatically just crash down on the, the running back. Every time, yeah, and he never pulls it. it, it he, he pulled it once yesterday, and he got eight yards on a first down. It was when he uh, – I believe it was on the possession when the kid dropped a touchdown. Uh, and Twitter went wild. And he kept, he, but he kept it and got like eight yards. I mean, he literally, I mean, you know, on first down, if he just would keep it just to keep the defense honest, like Anthony said earlier, that's huge. Yeah, he has to. If you watch a replay, the entire Texas defense, when they gave it to Letty Brown on third and short, the entire, the entire Texas defense just swarmed him. They knew he was going to get it, and he got it, and he got crushed. And the one time he should have just gave it to Letty. He Letty. kept it. <laughs> well, he didn't keep well, he it, threw but it. He threw it. Yeah. So – and um, all right, so if if you're a regular listener, I, I try not to go down this avenue too much. Yesterday, but yesterday, I thought the Big Twelve officiating was piss poor, top to bottom in that game. Again, both ways, both ways. I feel you, man. I'm not I'm not an officiating guy, but I'm, I don't know how they 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 took that fumble away. That that pass, I don't know how they did it. That, that was a fumble. He threw the football. The guy dropped it. It was a fumble behind the line of scrimmage. And to me, that I'm like, that was that's just pissed. you can't call it a fumble, and there's no exact evidence saying that it's not. That was my point. Was they called it on the field as a fumble, right? And then they reversed it, and there was nothing that said that it was would have been reversible. In my opinion, I thought that was a bad call. Um, I thought the I thought the drop in the end zone. Um, mm-hmm. I thought maybe that was. I close. think they could have called that complete. I think they could have called that. But that was a huge play in this game, too. Let's not downplay that. We didn't even really touch on it. That Wait, drop pass was huge. Did they call that a completion? Yeah, they gave him the touchdown. They called For, touchdown, and then they took it away. They took it the touchdown. Yeah, so yeah. it was and, – and if West Virginia scores there and makes the extra point, it's 17-17. to 17. Right. So it's a gigantic play. I mean, you know. But uh, as far as the officiating, man, I – 
I've watched. It's not just Big Twelve I know, officials. I know. It's but. it's so bad. I mean, and I, again, as fans, as people, we want them to be perfect. They're never going to be perfect. But the calls that they come up with at the crucial times that they come up with them just continuously to me cost teams ball games. And I know everybody will say, well, there's 75 other plays that you could have made or not made. And I do agree with that to an extent. But the fact of the matter is, at the end of that ball game, that Texas guy clearly interfered. I was going to say with that- the official. Or I'm sorry, with the with the receiver, there's an official standing right there. It gives West Virginia the ball first and goal at the two. And I mean, through all the plays and everything, there you are in the fourth quarter with all the missed calls on both sides, and there you are first and goal at the two, down seventeen to thirteen. It's pass interference, call it. Yeah. And there there was a few times West Virginia didn't they didn't call pass interference. Our guys hooked them a few oh, times oh. early in the game, but when it's fourth and one critical play and you literally just hook the guy. Um, but, well, you know, I don't really expect anything less from. <laughs> well, well, let's compare it to this. Let's say the game was nineteen to thirteen. Texas is winning, and there's two seconds left on the clock, and West Virginia throws a ball to the end zone, and all the Texas players just tackle every single West Virginia receiver, and nobody catches the ball, and they don't call anything. How is that? I mean, how are you? That that's what I compare it to. I mean, you're you're costing a team the game, at least an opportunity to win the game, mm-hmm. and you you have to call that. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, I'm not an officiator. I mean, it, I don't think one call, two calls make a difference in a game. But I, I do think that opportunity should have been there for them to repeat it, you know, at, at best. Especially, I'm talking about, you know, the, the, the last play with a touchdown. I mean, they should have had an opportunity to repeat it. I don't know if that, if that wins them the game. And then that, the, the, the drop, the drop uh, backwards pass, I mean, you call it on the field. There's no, nothing that says let me overturn it um, or – it's, it, I mean, I don't know what angles they were looking at. The one they kept showing on television was from a camera they call cart the cart camera, which mm-hmm. is usually the one that's behind the bench. And the cart camera was behind the play, so the view was not straight on. Straight on. I just don't see how you could overturn that based on what you're seeing on right. replay. If they'd have called it an incomplete pass, I would have been fine with them calling it an incomplete pass. But they called it a fumble. There was nothing to overturn that play. There was no evidence there to overturn that play. Yes, it's getting piss poor, but again, (laughs) getting it's been it's been. I mean, because I'm an optimist, man. It's always it's always greener um, where where you are. So to me, man, I really I really think it it you know they if you call on the field and it's not overturnable you have to let it ride but again I don't think those plays cause us to lose the game I think you know the the, the scheme and running the football I think uh, you know us dropping some passes again you know what I mean that that those are the plays I think again they do make a difference officiating but at the same time you know you have other plays that you can make so how about well here's what I'll say too I know a lot of people uh, are for some reason people are still down on Jared Deggie and I don't get it. The kid goes yesterday. What's he? What's his? Thirty-five of fifty, I believe. Three hundred seventeen yards. Of course, no touchdowns. That broke his. Uh, he was the had the longest streak in college football. I think it was twenty-five straight games. Somebody dropped. Was it? Was it? I believe it was Wright that dropped the touchdown. Though I mean, he's got to catch that ball. I agree. I agree. But he's uh, you know had three hundred seventeen yards. That's his fourth consecutive game of three hundred yards or more through the air. I mean, Mark Bulger didn't even do that type of stuff. Well, and, and the thing is, is different, a, di- different era. We we spoke about how West Virginia's lack of run game. So everybody in the stadium knows you're passing the ball, and that makes it that much harder to throw when you're one dimensional. So they can just come after him. And I mean, I still think he's obviously he missed some, missed some throws. He's not perfect. No quarterback's going to be perfect. But you know, thirty five of fifty is pretty good. That's seventy percent for three hundred yards. Yards per attempt is a little low there, but well, they were having to you know use the yeah. pass game for the well, yeah, it was like running. A, yep. Uh, Tony Field yesterday, I thought he played great. Twelve tackles. <laughs> yeah, he's probably he's a man. He, yeah, he's he, really he's not good. forty he either. Is, he's really he's good. Not, yeah, he, he's, he's not really, going to be here next year. No, it's no, unfortunate. I don't, I, don't unfortunate. He, I don't think he'll be here next year either. I, I would love to see him stick around, but I know he's going to take off. And uh, kudos to uh, Casey Legg. Charleston guy. Yeah. A.K.A. the boot. Came in, knocked one through yesterday. Hey, Tonkery made some plays again yesterday. It's good to see. Yeah. Yeah. How about uh, he made that one play where he came around on a, a stunt and yeah. and came down the line and made that tackle. Yeah. The, def- uh, the defense was 
very good yesterday. I mean, you can't – like I said, you give up 17 points in a game in today's college football, you, you've played well enough defensively to win the ball game. Well, here's the thing. I think the defense set the tone for the game because if you remember in the middle of the game, Texas was fourth and one, went for it, and they stood Robinson up. And I believe it was Tony Fields or maybe it was um, a die came in and popped his ass. And what? remember I told you that – he just and he didn't really do much the rest of the day. He went over and took his cleats off, like old boy from K State. <laughs> I think that when you hit when you hit a guy and you pop him, mm-hmm. that'll make him second guess run. He because he tried to run through that hole hard and he ran into a brick wall and he really didn't try much of that shit the rest of the day. One, one thing that worries me about the defense, the quarterback scrambles really. That's it's, every it's, defense. It's, it, that's true. That's very true. It's it's really. I mean, Ellinger ran. He probably ran for 40 yards, but he got sacked a couple times too. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you do about it because sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. And we're spying them too, and and you can't – I mean, because you're flat-footed trying to catch a guy. I mean, we should just send blitzes to make him get the ball out of his hand faster. I mean – But thinking about that, man, it's it's, – he had a lot of time to throw the football too. We we didn't get the pressure on him like, like we were doing other quarterbacks. Um, he had a lot of time to sit back there and figure out where he was going to go with it. So uh, I think in, in that sense, you know, we didn't rush the passer as we normally would um, in this game as opposed to in the last couple games. Yeah, I think I would have liked to have seen some more uh, blitzes drawn up whenever there was like critical third and fourth downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we luck. I mean, there was a couple of misfires. He overthrew a f- couple guys. They had a few drops. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't feel like we were pressuring him enough. And I know I get it. You don't want to pressure him too much because if he breaks, yeah. he's gone. But um, he can't just drop back and just like stand tec- there, like Tecmo Bowl, waiting for Rice <laughs> to get open and just throw it ninety <laughs> yards in there. He had he had ample amount of time that to, to, to. I was like, man, we're not getting the pressure. Like they they must be a lot better than what we've been facing up front because. He had a bunch of time, to, and he's just, you know, like like you said, Tecmo Bowl. He's sitting back in there waiting. All right, he's open. Throw it. Yeah. Thank God he's got a candy arm. He totally underthrew one guy that was streaking down the field. The best ball he threw all day was dropped. Yeah. Yeah. That ball up the sideline he yep. threw was perfect. And that kid, I don't know the kid for Tech, he dropped it. That was a beautiful throw. That was that was the best throw, like you said, all day. Like, And he dropped it in there, and the guy just dropped it. I was, yeah, that's a- thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We'll take that. <laughs> I mean, even though it didn't matter, but at the same time. All right, we're going to take a break, but before we do, I want to remind you guys, if you're looking for a great place to stay in Morgantown, you should definitely check out Murph's Landing. It's about a half a mile away from the stadium. Two bedroom, one bath, sleeps up to six people, and it's the perfect place to stay in Morgantown for a Mountaineer football game, even basketball. You may have to Uber or drive over to the stadium or to the Coliseum, but you can definitely walk to the stadium, and you can get all the information for that. Uh, it's Murph's Landing, and you can get the information at mountaineerfieldhouse.com. Again, that's mountaineerfieldhouse.com. And don't forget, on Monday, we'll be posting our CryoFix prediction game on Facebook. Make sure you swing by there and guess uh, guess the score for next week's game. Closest to the score will win uh, two compression sessions from CryoFix. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll have some more Mountaineer news and information for you. We'll do that after this. Hey, Mountaineer fans, this is Brian Joswiak. The Touchdown City Podcast will be right back. Well, here's to another trip around the sun, ladies. Another year older, and my foundation crack is another inch longer. I swear my porch just started sagging. What are you going to do, though, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you got that right. It's time to stop worrying about your foundation problems. Call Alford Home Solutions today and rest easy tonight. 304 304- Wally's and Wimpy's Sports Digest, a West Virginia legend for three decades, is back. Get the scores, the schedules, special features. Wally's and Wimpy's has everything you need to get ready for the big game. High school, college, and pro sports, it's all in there. The Mountaineers, the Thundering Herd, every NCAA Division I conference, the Mountain East Conference, the National Football League, we've got it. Go to WallyWimpySports.com to find out where you can pick it up and how you can get Wally's and Wimpy's delivered straight to your inbox. Wally's and Wimpy's Sports Digest, back and better than ever. This is Chris Walters, owner of Integrity Insurance Group, and we are proud to sponsor 
the Wally and Wimpy's Touchdown City podcast. If you're in the market for home and auto insurance, give us a call. Our number is 304-346-9181. And we are where Mountaineers come to shop and compare their insurance rates. We are headquartered here in West Virginia, and there's always a local agent ready to help you. Let's go, Mountaineers. What's up, guys? This is Anthony Beck, former WVU tight end, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Wallies and Wimpies Touchdown City Podcast, and this segment is sponsored by our friends at Integrity Insurance. Integrity Insurance Group is where all Mountaineers go for auto, home, life, and health insurance. Integrity Insurance is owned by Chris Walters, and you can find them on the web at IIGWV.com. And I know for those of you listening, this is a football podcast, but I couldn't get this far into November. And first of all, I'm going to be um, – and not get this gentleman on on the phone just to talk a little bit about basketball. I'm going to be I have the honor this year I'm going to be producing and co-hosting the Press Virginia podcast with Billy Hahn. So if you're listening to this show, go over to iTunes or wherever you listen. It and it's not up yet. I'm going to get it loaded up and so you can go on and start subscribing, but head over to Facebook and follow the Facebook page and find coach Billy Hahn on Twitter. He tweets just about every day. And, uh, Coach, first, welcome to the Touchdown City Podcast. Anthony, I'm excited to be on, on the podcast and can't wait to get, can't wait to get started. Well, I, you know, we kicked around a few ideas and thought it would be fun for – I think it was time for you to, to headline the show, as they say. I know you make the rounds and have for a few years on other shows. Um, I know right. you used to come on to the Section 304 show with me. And then also you've gone over and done the final forecast and those other podcasts, but I thought we thought it was time for you to headline the show. Well, I'm, I'm excited about doing it. And I think we're going to have some, uh, some real inside scoop things with the Mountaineer basketball team that people don't really won't really have until we come across. I, 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 I give the inside scoop that I'm going to be able to get from, going to practice. I'm, I go to practice about every day and Co- coach Huggins and I are very, very close. We talk all the time and I'm going to have a lot of inside information, which will be exciting to our fans and for the people that could sign up to press press Virginia. So we talked last week briefly. I know um, I was in Morgantown. I called you just to check on you, see how you were doing. And we of course talked basketball and you were really excited about this year's team um, you seem to think that they're too deep all up and down the up, up through the lineup. So, give me the rundown. Let's start with the guards. You know, who yeah, are you yeah. excited uh, about? And let's let's start with the point guard, uh, Jordan McCabe and Deuce McBride. Uh, those two guys are probably going to play the point guard. If you recall, last year Jordan McCabe started Hugs started him, and then put in Deuce and quite quite readily soon as the game started and kept Jordan McCabe more as a spot player the rest of the time. And he would play Jordan McCabe pretty much as things are going, were going good and, and the, and the offense was running smooth. But if he needed a, uh, a boost or whatever, he took McCabe out and put McBride in and McBride became the go-to guy mm-hmm. last year. I thought, and they needed a bucket. They put it in McBride's hands and, and cleared it out and let him do his thing. So that's the point guard position. The two guard position has is loaded again. Uh, Taz Sherman, who's a Juco last year, has grown a couple inches. He's about 6'5 now, maybe close to 6'6, long and lanky. Uh, with Sean McNeil, the other Juco from last year. And those two guys are playing the two guard and they had a full scrimmage on Friday and Taz Sherman, they had a 40 minute scrimmage, inner squad scrimmage, Taz Sherman on Friday. Referees were there and everything. 
Cash Sherman was eight for eight from three point line, and did not miss a shot. And one of the one of the threes he made was a a shot that he got fouled on the three, so it was a four point play. So nice. He he's shooting the ball. Taz is really shooting it. Sean McNeil is really shooting it. He's increased his range. He's been able to put the ball on the floor a little bit better than he did last year. He can bounce and make a play for somebody else. Those two guys are really solid at the at the two guard spot. At the three spot position, you got Emmett Matthews, who was started a lot last year as a freshman, and is playing got bigger and stronger. People got to understand a year's time and a year's time, everybody gets bigger and stronger because of the weight program and everything. Right. And then uh, the other guy besides Emmett Matthews is Jalen Baker, and uh, he uh, he's a transfer or not the transfer. Redshirt last year from Fairmont, and uh, he's probably six seven, long, and absolutely shoots lights out. Matter of fact, this is crazy. He might be the best player the Mountaineers have right now. I really even better than Oscar and 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 those guys. I I really believe that. So, but that's the three spot. The fourth spot you've got Oscar Sheboy who is nominated as a preseason unanimous choice, first-team preseason, all-Big 12 first-team. And Oscar's got that on his lap. Oscar's has worked really hard on his 15-foot, 16-foot facing jump shot. I don't think he's, he's not going to go to all the jump shots. And I, don't get me wrong, but at least now when they all – Go high low with uh, with Derek with a uh, oh man crazy uh Culver? Culver Derek Culver when they playing high low last year Derek Culver just got swamped because everybody sucked down a double team mm-hmm. well this year they can't do that if if Oscar can shoot that jumper and Oscar's been shooting that jumper pretty good so Derek Culver and uh, Oscar are two inside bigs uh, the other big. It's long, can step out and shoot it. As Isaiah Cottrell, he's a f- true freshman, and he can he can he can really play. He's got a great future. He's got a chance to be an NBA player as well. He's the kid from Huntington got, Prep. Go ahead. He's the kid from go Huntington ahead. Prep, right? He's a kid from uh, Huntington, Huntington Prep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Six foot. Uh, looks like he's six ten. Yeah, he's probably six eight, six nine. Yeah, yeah. You know. You know every roster when you see those those numbers, <laughs> they stretch them out. You know they they say six ten. They you know you take an inch or two off. Yeah, of yeah, all of them. That's everybody in America. So, so there's a few new names. You know, we've seen Bridges play, but he's really coming in as a, a freshman. Cottrell. Yeah. Um. You know, you've got. Uh, let me look here. There's another kid here from Huntington Prep, uh, but in Taj Threet. Looks like of of, of, of the, uh, yes, Todd's Todd's three of these new seven. Yeah, of these good, new good names. Players. Who uh, who do you think we should two be really from, excited for? Two freshmen from New Jersey. Yeah, Wildwood, New Jersey. Yep. So, so, of all the new names, who do you think we should be excited about, or who's someone? I don't want to say excited about who's someone we should maybe watch for that might be a little off the radar since we're getting so much preseason hype with the the other guys. Yeah. Well. Another new guy is the Juco guy named Deidre Johnson. Do you see him on the roster? Let me look here. Yep, he's from Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. He is a 6'3", 6'4", nasty, in-your-face, probably might be the best on the ball defensive player we have. Oh wow! He's a, he's a locked tight, locked locked down type dude. He can score the ball. He can get to the rim. He will. He could dunk on you in a second. He can pull up and, and shoot the jumper. He's a very versatile player. He was the number leading scorer, I think, in uh, JUCO basketball last year from Dallas, Texas. Yeah, you need and guys like that whenever it, it gets player. tight yeah. and you need some stops. You know, you've got to be able to yeah. have a guy that you can put out there. Just yeah. like Gabe. You know, they stick Gabe out there to shut somebody down. So it'd be nice yeah. to have another good guard that can play defense. Yes. 
Well, good stuff, Coach. Well, again, uh, I'm going to have the privilege of producing the show for you, and we're going to try to get started here in a few weeks. Of course, I'll reach out to you here in the next few days, and we'll we'll start that process. But, uh, you know, for the listeners listening to Touchdown City today, what are some things you think will uh, you'll be able to bring, and what what should they expect from the Press Virginia podcast? Well, I've got a lot of great ideas. I think I'm, we're going to you got to be close, get the insight on it, on, on the program. And how we're going to do that is this. Like, for example, my first show, I'm planning on bringing Coach Huggins on my first show and open up my first show with Bob Huggins as my guest. And then every week on my podcast, I'm going to bring the assistant coach that has the scout for what, what team we're playing next. For example, let's say we're playing Texas. And we're getting ready to play Texas next. Coach Larry Harrison might have a scout for Texas. I'll have Coach Harrison on to give us the insights of Texas and what we have to do to win that game. And then the next next game we might be playing Iowa State. And I can have Ron Everhart, who has Iowa State scout. I have Coach Everhart come on. And then the next week uh, we might be playing Oklahoma State. And Coach M- Eric Martin has a scout, and I'll bring Eric Martin on. So. I plan on doing that. That's going to be a good a good plus to the program. And then the ins and outs of the program, I, I have a lot of other guests I can bring on that talks about how things are just run within the program. Absolutely. Brad assistant, Wanting State, and I mean, there's, there's endless things that I'm going to be able to do. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to kind of just push the buttons, and I'm really excited just to kind of sit back and listen. So, Looking forward to it. I think our listeners, if you're a fan of this show, uh, I think you'll definitely be a fan of the Press Virginia podcast with Coach Billy Hahn. So, again, uh, make sure you go over and find that on Facebook right now. There's a Facebook page for it. But they can follow you on Twitter, right? They can follow you on Twitter? I am on Twitter, yes. All right. So follow Coach over there, and he'll have information. He'll be pumping that information out, and uh, we'll be getting started here in a few weeks. Coach, and we'll cut you loose. And um, – I know you just had surgery a few weeks ago and you're healing up, but you should be back on the court, yep. back on the court here in the next few weeks, right? About, about two more weeks, I'll be running suicides again. <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, coach, we're going to cut you loose, Thanks. but, uh, we Thanks. will, I will, uh, I'll be in touch real soon and, uh, we'll, I'm excited to be a part of it. Thanks, Anthony. Go Mountaineers. All right. Coach Billy right. Hahn there. And, uh, and of course, make sure you go over and subscribe to, uh, the Press Virginia podcast, and find that on Facebook and all those fun places. And when we come back, well, the, the guys will come back and join me on the fo- on the show. But uh, make sure you jot this phone number down, 681-231-2632. It's going to be time for the Dell Sparks Collection trivia question. Again, that number is 681-231-2632. We'll do that after this. Hey, my dear fans, this is Brian Joswiak. The Touchdown City podcast will be right back. Don't throw your money out the window. Get the look you want, the home efficiency you need, and the first-class service at Daub's Windows and Doors. New replacement windows and siding will beautify your home. They specialize in siding, flooring, and small remodeling jobs all at a price you can afford. If you're looking for first-class service, Daub's Windows and Doors is the way to go. Find them on Facebook or call 304-545-1503. Again, that's 304 304- Five four five one five zero three. Now you can watch all the live HD TV in real time for just $30 a month. If you want access to networks, cable networks, sports, news, and premium movie channels for just $30 a month, Say Uncle TV is the service for you. www.sayuncletv.com. No contract, no credit check, and no extra fees. You pay just $30 a month. Say Uncle TV offers hundreds of live high-def channels, including CMT, AMC for The Walking Dead, TCN, and every cable network in the universe including your favorite hunting and fishing networks. For only $30 a month, SayUncleTV.com. Get all local and premium networks like NBC, you can't miss Blake on The Voice, CBS, ABC, Fox, and more. Get cable networks too, like Fox News, and get full access to all sports, including NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, NASCAR, and much more. Yes, sir, only $30 a month with no credit check, no contract, and no other fees. SayUncleTV.com. Get yours now. 
It's the start of fall and football here at Tony the Tailor. No one in the Mid-Atlantic does men's clothing like Tony the Tailor. Best selection of quality sportswear from Johnny Owen Brax. Huge shoe department featuring Cole Hahn, Donald Pliner, and DiBianco. Jackets and suits from Hickey Freeman, Samuelson, and Talia. And of course, free alterations by Master Tailors. Tony the Tailor, 822 Virginia Street, downtown Charleston. 304-833-9403 or online at bestmastertailor.com. What's up, guys? This is Rashid Marshall, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Wallies and Wimpies Touchdown City Podcast. Appreciate you guys checking out the show this week. And uh, this week's Dell Sparks trivia question Jot this number down, 681-231-2632. Again, 681-231-2632. And the winner, the first person to text. Now, listen, I haven't been getting a lot of text. The questions are not that hard. So if you're downloading the show and it's Monday, like sometimes the, t- the winning text doesn't come in until Monday night. Go you ahead. you got and- time, guys. Yeah. you got time. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening on Sunday night, text it in. Don't think you're already out of the competition because you've waited a day to listen to the show. I think everybody's waiting. No. So, all right, Avon, you got uh, so the winner of this. If you text it, text the correct answer to me first. You get an eight by ten mailed to you from the Dale Sparks collection. Of course, go check out his stuff online. All right, Avon, what is the trivia question this week? Trivia question this week, guys and gals. Who were the two Hall of Fame coaches in the nineteen seventy five? A WVU game when they played NC State in the Peach Bowl. Who are those two coaches? Mm-hmm. If you know that answer, give us a text, 681-231-2632. Don't text me in the middle of the night because I will cuss you out. <laughs> <laughs> but text, text us to see, I mean, because Dell, Dell's got some good stuff. I'm telling you, you want Dell stuff. That's some stuff. That you hang in your in your in your office, you can mm-hmm. hang it anywhere. I got some stuff in my office. I'm like, ah, I want to hide that. I, I need some the, Dell stuff. I got the I got the co- the Coach Stewart, uh, Oklahoma, it's mm. autographed. Ugh. Yeah, that's that's I have that one. I've got some eight by tens, but that's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one I want to get is the Brian Josiak one with him and Coach Nealon. Huh? I just saw that. Yeah, that's a good one. Or he's no doubt. Him, or he's hugging him on uh, Media Day. No, media Joe's day. has the the mohawk. All good stuff, though. All right. Uh, sports headlines from the Big 12 yesterday. Oklahoma beat the piss mm. out of Kansas. Well, 62-0. No, nine. They scored nine. Give them credit. It was 62-9. Oh, it was, nine. Nine? It was 62 to nine. Well, Google was wrong this morning. Yeah, it was 62-9. to nine. Whatever. And, and, and again, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me go ahead and go into Kansas again. I mean, I know they hired Les Miles. Hmm. I, and I'm not – <laughs> I don't want to say fire less mouse, but why, too early for that. Well, but why wouldn't you go get a young, energetic coach that wants to prove to somebody that he can do it and that he can recruit at a higher level to at least make Kansas halfway decent? I mean, they're not even coming close again. They're it's like they're it's like they've reverted back and they're worse yeah. than what they. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them the the benefit the, of the doubt. The, no, I'm gonna give them the 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 corona. Um, excuse. It's the corona. This doesn't count. He's just he's just waiting because these these games doesn't count. Well, it doesn't help when your when your tailback packs but, it in and says, "I'm going to the league. I'm not getting beat up." Well, here and, and here's the other thing. Here's the other side of he's waiting. I'm fine with that, and I'm fine with giving them the benefit of the doubt of the corona. But your incoming recruits are seeing you getting beat fifty eight to seven, sixty two to nine, forty five to nothing, forty four to three. He's talking to him. Hey guys, don't worry about that. Was he? I mean, what's he telling them? Hey, we need you bad. I mean, there's. I, I mean, obviously, you can sell playing time, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But it's just I don't understand what Kansas is trying to do if they're not getting any better with an older. He's an older guy now. He's about sixty eight now. I mean, I think a young, energetic guy would be more an answer for them. That's all I'm saying. They need. They need. A, they need to just stick to basketball. They need a miracle. <laughs> basketball. Well, listen. Any any team that has a track around their field, you can't take them serious. Not in, not in college. No. Remember <laughs> about about ten twelve years ago, they hired an assistant from Oklahoma named Mark Mangino, 
and a lot of people may or may not remember him, but he was hard on the players. He was he was a very old school coach. They went twelve and one with him, but the players cried and he got fired. They haven't been the same since. Hmm. The, the the ghost of Mangino. The ghost of Mangino. They won the Orange Bowl, didn't they? Oh, they beat Virginia Tech or somebody into the ground in the Orange Bowl. Hmm. Well, maybe they need to. Uh, uh, don't even get me into that whole that whole yelling at the kids. That's. I think I'm almost positive he got fired for like. Yeah, they being said he was too hard. hard on the kids. <laughs> and Soft. maybe maybe instead of losing sixty two to nine, they'll want somebody to be hard on them. They can win some games. They need something because that's not that's. I know that the, the basketball team is like, look, man, you guys are making us look bad. Well, that basketball team's got a high payroll. The football oh, yeah. team doesn't get much. <laughs> yeah, you got to take a you take a pay cut to go to the NBA when you play Kansas. <laughs> All right, around the Big Twelve, Oklahoma State uh, looked like they, it was at twenty to eighteen over K State. Or my my score's wrong. No, that's that's correct. Okay. Twenty to eighteen. Twenty to eighteen. Iowa State under that was thirty eight thirty one. Baylor um, or Baylor almost came back. Iowa State won that game. And then uh, last night, you guys, you guys actually got to sit up and watch Notre Dame and Clemson. I fell asleep. I had a late night Friday night. <laughs> well, We're at the Riverfront Bar that, and Grill till about two o'clock. That, that's a that that ball game was. That was a fantastic game. Let me that say was, that. That was a a playoff game. That game was that the atmosphere was. It was awesome. Do they not have COVID in Indiana? I was, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. packed. That's where was, I was going to go. Do, do you think that they'll they'll allow Notre Dame to play? Because their, their students ran onto the field. You know there's somebody in that crowd that had COVID and just doesn't know. Oh. Their kids ran onto the field. The players ran onto the field. They're all celebrating out there. And, I mean, you know, what happens if they all – like, what happens to Notre Dame if they have a massive breakout? You may have cost your team – like – do they they can't play right and now they're going to have to possibly rematch Clemson in the ACC championship game and let me go ahead and say this mm. they're not beating Clemson again no that was a lot of backups for Clemson and that backup quarterback Ugalele Uga, Uga I'm not sure how you say his name that kid is awesome <laughs> yeah I, I watched most some of the first half and the first pass he threw I said I went oh he's strong I mean he <laughs> you, let one loose you know who he reminds me of if, if, if obviously I don't think his mentality is the same um, is um, uh, what's the dude from Auburn? He was number two, big dude. Cam Newton? No, not Cam Newton. Um, no, LSU. He played for LSU. Um, uh, Jamarcus Russell. Russell, yeah. He's got a cannon like him. He, I mean, that kid firing and, and, it, and it's a, it's his first career road start. And their best wide receiver was out for the year before the game even started, before the season even started. Uh, the running back made a boneheaded play there in the second quarter. Notre Dame got a defensive touchdown out of it. But that kid's poise and the way he played in his first road start at Notre Dame with all that history and all that pressure on Clemson anyways, he threw for – he had to throw for 450 yards. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that was incredible. It's incredible that Clemson keeps coming up with these – just the Deshaun Watson, Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence, and now to – I'm not sure how you say his name. It's like Ugalele or something yeah. or other. Ukulele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, don't, don't do I that mean, that's three, that's three quarterbacks, and Watson was a first-rounder. Lawrence is going to be number one overall. And I swear this kid probably is going to be in the top five, if not number one. Yeah, he, he looked good. Yeah. Um, we did watch a little bit of the world's largest cocktail party, Georgia, Florida. Oh, that um, was a good game too. Man, I tell you what – I. I hate to say rewind rewind the show. I was all on the Georgia train earlier on that midnight train to Georgia huh. earlier this season. Their defense. Looks, what the hell happened? Their, to their defense, defense got. Oh, it was terrible. I they, think I think Alabama just stole their soul. You know what I loved about that game the most? <laughs> they was throwing the football all up to the running backs, like all over the field. I'm like, oh. Oh, that's why I love that game so much. I'm like the running backs was yeah. in Florida was catching all types of passes. There's the big story out of that is I wonder how long because now Florida you talk about they're probably on a collision course now with Alabama in the SEC championship game. Their tight end named Pitts, who's probably a first round pick, he got drilled. Yeah, he got he got smacked. drilled, and the kid for Georgia was he, ejected for targeting. He didn't even know what planet he was they, on. Neither one of them. They were both out. You wonder how long uh, Pitts is out because that could be a blow for Florida, but the way they just kept moving the ball, yeah. and Georgia's the best defense they're going to see until probably Alabama. So you wonder if that will have any effect. Are they? I don't know because, you know, I was sitting there just watching like, well, damn. I mean, and somebody even called me out like, I thought you were all in the Georgia train. <laughs> it's like I was, but they're getting punished out here today. But I think Vanderbilt may be left on Florida's schedule. Uh, yeah, they're not as good as Georgia. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, they're not as good as Georgia on defense. Vanderbilt's not. No, 
Hey, that quarterback is I, – I, I heard another podcast, and they was talking about him being a Heisman – winning the Heisman this year. Well, he's thrown four touchdowns in the previous quarterback – four touchdowns in like five games. The other quarterbacks to do that at Florida were Danny Warfel and Tim Tebow, and they, they both won the Heisman. So, he's he's on track for what they did, but the unfortunate thing for him is you got other guys Mike Jones there. is on a – pace that no one's ever seen before for Alabama and they beat everybody by 40. <laughs> I mean, that 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 guy, man, he was dropping dimes too. Yes. Yeah. He was dropping dimes. And it's crazy how this game is, man. And, and I heard him say that. And and that's how how that's how it is in the pros. If you got a quarterback, you got a chance to win, especially in college. If you got a quarterback that can deliver, you have a chance to and and we do have a a, a I wouldn't say he's on that level, but we have a guy that's you know sufficient. He's our quarterback is solid. He's a, he's a B quarterback. Yeah. If, if the thing that's amazing to me is we always everybody well not like the experts clamor about SEC defenses and about how great they are and about how they're awesome and how they you can't move the ball on them. Now all of a sudden they have NFL quarterbacks in that league, which they had lacked before. Right. And yeah. now they're just it's just. Aerial assault on everybody. Right. Nobody's safe. I mean, Alabama gave up, what, 45 or something to Ole Miss earlier this year? <laughs> Hide I mean, your kids. Hide yeah, your I mean, it's just, it's just throw it everywhere. I mean, it, it's, it's impressive. I mean, because you, like you said before, a lot of those uh, – I mean, how many – thinking about that, how many, kid, how many quarterbacks come out of the SEC that is like – I mean, the only one – Peyton Manning is the only one that really rings well, – I mean, that, that's been, been – They uh, have uh, a few. Manning. That's what the the Manning brothers. I mean, Stafford, Stafford was the number one overall pick from Georgia, but he's not like a Hall of Famer. Yeah, like he's Manning. not lighting I mean, it up. No, Newton, Newton was an MVP, but Ken Newton's Newton. a but different he's kind struggling of quarterback, right now. and he's struggling right now. Yeah, Man, he's been in the league what ten years now. Yeah, he's been up there a while. But I mean, you know, there, there's there's good quarter there's good quarterbacks that come out of every league. But it's funny that like now all of a sudden there's NFL caliber quarterbacks in those leagues. And it's different. It's different it's, for them. It's it's uh, uh what is that? Big Twelve. It's yeah, it's Big, Big Twelve, 12 football. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask this too about Georgia. Where would they be if they had Justin Fields? Oh, they would be the number one team in the country, <laughs> hands down. I mean, he 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 transferred out of Georgia. So where would they be with Justin Fields? Well, and you know, we get into that all the time, talking about Georgia is facing an issue, and it, the only thing is Alabama hasn't faced it yet. It hasn't hit him in the right cycle. But you can't go and take the, the the number one quarterback in high school year after year after year because if because one these kids will go there right yeah and then two um, then they get there then they're stuck and then they transfer out and it really hurts your program if you've got a freshman sitting right now you probably want to take a quarterback but you want to get a guy that's gonna if you want a viable backup yeah yeah and you got you know. And and if they keep cycling out, that that think that hurts your program. And then they catch you one year with your pants down. Right, and your guy gets hurt, and then you've got nobody. If I'm not mistaken, though, Georgia has two five star quarterbacks on that roster. One of them transferred in from USC. His name's Daniels. He hasn't played a snap all year. He was a five star coming out of high school. And then there's another kid on the roster, and I'm pretty sure if he wasn't a five star, he was very very highly recruited and a very high thought of four star. And they're starting to walk on. So that tells you about recruiting rankings sometimes too. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you? Uh, well, you guys probably didn't hear Coach Dunlap yesterday on the on the radio, but no. he was talking about uh, recruiting and issues with some of these schools. How they? Well, he what they were specifically talking about was Texas. How they're just not recruiting the right mentality uh, of player. You know, they've, they're entitled kids, and you if you get these kids that are, feel like they just need everything handed to them as a freshman. You're not going to keep them anyway. And then um, even – did you listen to Coach Rodriguez's no, podcast this week? So I listened to his. Did you hear it? I've been saying that for years. I, I read about it. I didn't listen to it, but I did read what he had to say. Well, and, other than the Harbaugh thing he was talking about when he when he, he said when he was at West Virginia, you know, he's like, I got a bunch of three-star guys that have an attitude. Then I go to Michigan, and, and then I got a bunch of, of guys that are, that are entitled. 
He said, I can't get them to work hard. And then when I'm running my hard practices, like you guys laughed about, right. when he's running those type of practices, you know, they're looking at him like he was crazy. And Dusty was on there this week, Dusty Rutledge. Who yeah. we, we need to call. We need to get him on. Dusty Roja. Yeah, the <laughs> big dust. But um, he was talking about their very first practice at Michigan. They get there, and it's raining. And the team came out and went to the IPF. That's it's it's. They just assumed they were going to practice indoors because it was raining. Wow! And that basically, let me red say, flags went off, and they were like, uh-uh, look, "Outside, take your asses outside." As as a as a Michigan fan, I've said for years that I do think their players are soft. I will say that I'm not afraid. They are soft. If you if you sit down and watch one of their games, I don't, you can pay attention. You can blame the coaches. You can do whatever you want to. But the second the second one thing goes wrong. One drop pass, one turnover, one touchdown given up, that team folds like a tent. They fold like a tent. They got beat by Indiana yesterday in a game that wasn't even close. The last time Indiana beat them, I was six. Yeah. And I'm 40. The last time they beat I'm them. I'm a man. Six, I'm, I'm 40. Four. That's right. <laughs> but you, you, say, you keep saying that Indiana is, is a good team, bro. Like, They're on their way I'm, up. I'm not knocking Indiana. You it's are, not though. A slight, you, you I, are? Am, I am compared to the talent level that Indiana gets – to the talent level Michigan gets. I That's mean, the that, thing I'm looking all that, at. All that boot, like he, like he said. They want to play at Indiana. At Michigan, they want to just go up there and be entitled and ha- have everything handed to them like we're referring to. Bro, it, it, you, you, you can't – you got to – it's football, man. Like, uh, They're on it, scholarship too. They get they – get, I was going to say they get paid, but, you know, we, <laughs> well, we used to say that all the time. Like, they get paid too. Like, we're going to go out here and play, not in college, but in, in, in when, we play, when I played but, in the league. I think this is a I, the point I'm making is I think this is a Texas problem where he's Absolutely. talking about them. I think that they take the kids and those Texas kids go in and they think, well, we're Texas, we're better than TCU because those TCU kids weren't even offered a scholarship. And those TCU kids come on with a chip on their shoulder and they kick Texas's ass. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got a plan. A plan. Do you get punched in, in the face? face. That's, that's it, and that's that's all you do. And it, and it's and it's to me, man. I, I love the fact that. The, the shift in power of the those those bigger schools that used to you know Tennessee used to be you know household I mean they still are but they're not they're Michigan used to be I'm going to Michigan like no bro you I'm going to West Virginia and we gonna beat y'all ass yeah you know what I mean so there's, there's no there's no I mean the history yeah but when when it goes mano a mano it it you know nobody I, nobody cares what happened in 1906 <laughs> yeah that's the thing well that's I mean, what no they were talking cares. about Coach Rodriguez's podcast was. And Dusty made a great point. He said, listen, these kids don't know who Bo Schembechler is. They don't care. They don't even know who uh, Charles Woodson is yeah. half the time. So they don't know. That, they, that's the guy from TV, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, the thing is, is, is you're looking at all this and, and everything, and they haven't won the Big Ten since 2004. So a kid that's being recruited is, say, 16 years old. Hell, he was born the year the last time they won the Big Ten. You're not going to – I mean, you know, what? Do you, again, that goes back to me saying the recruiting. We, I'm, a, I'm Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. We've won 11 national titles and 47 Big Ten titles or whatever it is, but we haven't won one since you've been alive. We have nothing really to offer you on the field. We, got, right. we can give you a first-class education, though. I mean, no kid that wants to go to the NFL is coming for that. Yeah. Well, West Virginia and TCU showdown in Morgantown just announced here a little bit ago – West Virginia will play on Fox. They got a network spot at noon in Morgantown. So you can catch all that action at on Say Uncle. You can get all your cable needs for $30 a month from Say Uncle TV. Check it out at SayUncleTV.com. So that will get us into the predictions. Man, here we are again, Jeez. not knowing what team we're going to look at. <laughs> <laughs> There's like story of my, my life. Feelings. Oh, that, it's just there is a, there is one thing that we know we're going to get next Saturday. A wide receiver will drop a pass. Yeah, well, that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. <laughs> well, uh, Derek, West Virginia, uh, TCU next week. You know, listen, Gary Patterson, a lot like West Virginia. You know, always has a tough football team. I think uh, I think this is a very winnable game for West Virginia. But I said last week I wasn't going to pick them to win another game because every time I pick them to lose. They seem to win. Uh, this game, I think, can actually go – it can go either way. It's going to be extremely close. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to take West Virginia 31, TCU 27. Hmm. So, so I, I love Gary Patterson because, you, like you said, he is he's, – he's a, he's a Texas guy, but he's a West Virginia guy. 
Like he has that mentality, blue collar, yep, blue you collar. Know, I mean, and he and his defense is going to always come and hit you in the mouth. I played with a guy, um, played with a couple guys that went to TCU, and I mean, I had no idea who TCU was um, when they came in. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I actually played, I coached with a guy um, that went to TCU, and I, I just, for, for me, I, I I know for sure, like we're we're going to run the football as much as as much as we didn't in the last two weeks. I know for sure we're going to – you can't go. And, and, I mean, our mentality is to have a running football team, even though we've been throwing the ball 50 times a game. So I, we're going to control this game. We're going to control this game. We're going to run. We're going to run for 150 yards. Letty's going to have it. And then Sigfield's going to come in and have another 80. And we go, we're going to throw for 300 again. And I, I don't think it's going to be close, to be honest with you. I think West Virginia is going to dominate this game because our defense is, is that good. Um, West Virginia – uh, 30, 35, um, TCU 10. Oh, you know, my issue with West Virginia is, um, unpredictability. <laughs> Seriously. Like you we, can't, you don't know what you're getting. Man. You have no, the we, only thing you know you're going to get is you're probably going to get a pretty good defensive game. Yeah. You know that. So, you know, it's crazy. You look at the stats and, uh, you know, Daggy throws for 317 and, and we put up 13 Points. We didn't even punt in the second half and scored <laughs> what six points? How does that happen? Yeah, it's it's crazy. So it makes me wonder again uh, what type of football team I'm going to be looking at next week. Well, here's here's one thing, and it's not going to happen this year because the season is basically over. You know, we're looking at what three, four more games, three more games. Uh, this team has not set, it has not created an, an identity for itself, and they have to rely a lot on their defense, and you know. You can move up the ball up and down through the twenties, but you got to put points on the board. Uh, so I think next week, though, we're going to have a bounce back game. I like West Virginia next week, 31-21. Uh, uh, I think the defense, and actually, I might even go thirty-one seventeen. I think the defense can hold TCU down next week at home. West Virginia is undefeated at home, so I like the Mountaineers next week. So what you're saying is Ladanian Tomlinson ain't walking through that door. No, <laughs> no. LT ain't gonna save him. Hey, listen, we want to offer the, all of our listeners. Listen, if you want to swing by our, our webpage, touchdowncity.com, all the shirts, the merchandise, the keychains, you can get autographed pictures from Avon. If you use and listen, we're not even gonna put this out on the internet. You can use the discount code TDC for Touchdown City TDC twenty, and you'll get a twenty percent discount. And that's just for the listeners, the people that download and listen to our show. Uh, we got a couple of nice messages this week from some people that are actually uh, checking us out every week. And I appreciate, um, you know, for somebody to sit down for an hour and listen to us babble. Mm. Uh, I got to say thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, 20% off. TDC20 is the discount code. And, of course, uh, do not forget to swing by uh, your app store and get the prop me. Uh, download the prop. How did you finish this week on prop me? Did you fit? I, I didn't even look. I I was probably sucked. I was probably terrible. Hold on. Let me let me look this up real quick. I'm usually, did you did you log in and play? I did not. Oh yeah, you were you were eating cake and ice cream yesterday. Birthday boys and girls. I was 19th out of 34. <laughs> Let's suck. see here. How dare you? How dare you, Avon? <laughs> you should be number one on everything. No. Oh, here we go. Leaderboard. Uh, looks like James Jones won with 66 points. I finished 12th, 53 points. See any other names on there we know? There's Kevin Curry, 60 points. Uh, Jason Groose, 47 points. JG. Just looking at some names here. And your brother finished dead last. Ah, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Did they get a reward for that? They yeah. should get like a free steak dinner for finishing last. Yeah, that's hard to do. But uh, download the app. It's called Prop Me. There's a contest on there. It's not, it's not gambling. All you have to do is just sign up and play, and the winner gets $100. And it's 20 questions, simple questions. Who's going to get the ball first? Will Letty Brown run for 100 yards? Basic questions. Answer them, and they have different point values, and then you can uh, you can win 100 points. So make sure you take care of that. And, of course, thanks to all of our sponsors, Wally's and Wimpy's. Tony the Taylor. Go get clean. Stay sharp with Tony the Taylor. That's what I like to say. Dabs, Windows and Doors, Integrity Insurance, Say Uncle TV, Prop Me, and, of course, the Dale Sparks Collection. Don't forget, swing by and hit subscribe, and I appreciate you checking us out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, you know, wherever, 8-track tape, however you prefer to listen to us. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Hopefully we'll be celebrating a Mountaineer victory. See you next week. Let's go! Mountain!